How does the thing go? You're listening to WBNE. From WBNE. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics. And today we're talking about Bandstand, the Broadway musical. Finally. We've been waiting to talk about this since July 2018. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I'm so excited to talk about my history for this. Oh my gosh, I forgot we do that. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing new stuff recently, but... I'll go first with my history because I got you into Bandstand. Yeah. This was team effort. It had a lot to do with Jade's Newsies obsession. Oh, yeah. So my parents, I think I mentioned this in the Newsies episode, but I don't know how much I mentioned. So I'm just going to start over. So like my parents have always really loved musicals and like plays. So like my whole life has just been that. And my first musical that I ever, like, remember falling in love with was Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella with Laura Osnes. And, like, I was obsessed with that for, like, all of middle school, basically. And then in high school, I kind of forgot about musicals because who needs them when you're cool and you're playing an instrument and swinging a flag. But then Jade got really into Jeremy Jordan and she got me into Jeremy Jordan. And then I got into Bonnie and Clyde. Because I remembered Laura Osnes, my queen. And so it was just, oh, this musical has both of them in it. And then from there, I kept like digging on social media. And then I found out that Laura Osnes was in a new musical. So this is like 2017. So... At this point, the musical hadn't come to Broadway yet. It was... Or something like that. Yeah. It hadn't come to... Or it was, like, about to come on Broadway. And... So I was like, okay, this new musical with Laura. I'm very excited about this. And then I remembered that two years prior to this, two and a half, three years prior to this, I went to New York with the theater and saw Newsies on Broadway with Corey Cott. And it was this moment where I realized that I was in love with these people, these people, and that I was going to love this musical forever. So I told Jade about it. <laughs> and now we're in love with it. Yes. Um, yeah, so I didn't want to listen to it for a really long time because I don't like new things. <laughs> I was just like, no, I'm content listening to Newsies for the rest of my life. I'll be fine. Uh, good as new. Um, <laughs> uh, that was Newsies. Okay. Um, so, I finally listened to it and I didn't really like it. The biggest thing I didn't like was Julia, unfortunately. I thought she was annoying just listening to the music. Um, and so, of course, we, I listened to the entire thing. We go see it. The opening screen comes up and we're both just in shock. Okay, like, (laughs) it was unreal. We cried several times. I just 
when we first saw it, I remember spending the first third of that, like, watching that, being like, Corey Cott's so attractive, I'm in love with him. And then just, like, the farther you got into it, the more it was like, oh, oh. (laughs) And then Right This Way happened. Oh, God. And that moment for both of us is, like, stuck in my brain for the rest of my life. Yeah. Which, we'll get to that, but... Um, so that happened. We were super obsessed with it for a while. Um, and then they decided... something. (laughs) (laughs) Then they decided to re-release it in theaters, and I was at community college at this point, and Carrie and I couldn't see it together, but I was like, well, I'm going to see it again. So I took some community college friends, both of which cried several times. It was amazing. Um, They really just fell in love with it. And then we, by um, speaking it into existence for so long, (laughs) we made Bandstand stream during quarantine, during lockdown. Every once in a while, Jade texts each other, and you're like, you know what I wish I had right now? The bandstand digital release. <laughs> and quarantine happened, and we were texting this to each other, like, every other day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what else are you going to do? I mean, I watched all of Gilmore Girls during quarantine, but besides that. <laughs> and then it happened, and I watched it, and then I showed my parents. Yeah. It was only, you could rent it for 48 hours, so we watched it twice. We watched it together, and then we showed our parents. I remembered that at the time that I got really into bandstand was my family and I were going to New York the next summer. Mm -hmm. So 2017, so 2018 summer. And so I had like a huge list of musicals. That I was just like watching. And I was like, okay, these are the ones that I want to see. And then then I had to start crossing stuff off the list because they started closing. And unfortunately, Bandstand closed before I got to see it on New York. But it was up there on my list. Oh, that'll be my one regret, man. Killed to see that movie, that musical on Broadway. Holy crap. So, the musical opened on broadway on april 26 2017 and then closed september 17th 2017 and then they p- released the pro shot on june 25th 2018 and then also on june 28th 2018 and then again november 15th and november 19th 2018 and then streaming in april 2020 yeah so literal lockdown yeah but we just really want the digital release like the newsies one yeah because i want to watch it whenever i feel sad (laughs) or just every day both of you do assume those are not the same thing (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding i just had to make that (laughs) it was right wide open so i don't even know how to begin to talk about this uh, I just love it so much. So you want to give like a little summary? 
Yes. So if you're listening to this and you don't know anything about Bandstand, stop. Go listen to the whole cast recording on Spotify. Come back. But I'll fill in some blanks because it is just a cast recording and we've seen it with the words in between. And so listen to this and then go listen. It'll make more sense. (laughs) So starts with guy, like it opens with a bunch of montages of veterans returning home from World War II. And this it focuses specifically on this guy, Donnie Nowitzki, and like his journey. He's got PTSD, and then they announce that they're going to do a radio show contest for the best swing band. And Donnie Nowitzki's like, well, uh, like a swing show contest in honor of veterans. And so Donnie goes, well, I am a veteran. I'm going to win this contest. And he sings a beautiful song. Mmm. <laughs> cream rises baby and then he gathers a team because he was like i'm gonna win this but i'm gonna do it by having a band only full of veterans so he gathers all of these other veterans and so the whole story is about them going to this contest and so we get to learn about their individual post-traumatic stresses and the aftermath of war and then there's specifically a girl named julia who's husband died in war and used to be and was Donnie's best friend while they were at boot camp and into war and so he like checks up on her and then they fall in love because Broadway and then they end up winning they they go to the they go they win their state for the contest and like go to the big contest and then they discover like all this stuff about how the NBC or whoever it is is not going to pay for them to get to the contest. And then once they get there, they have to audition again. And so they like put in all this effort and then realize that it's not even a guaranteed thing that they'll win. That they'll get to be on the show. They'll have... And then they... The company will have all the rights to their song, but they won't get to be in the movie. Right. They discover that. And then they like eventually make it on the show because they're the only one that's all veterans and it's in honor of the veterans. And then they discover that they don't have the rights to their song. So they decide to sing a different song in honor of the vets called welcome home. That is gut wrenching. Oh my gosh. And so then everybody's like, Whoa, they weren't supposed to do that. And so they don't win the contest obviously because they didn't do their song. And then everybody ends up happily ever after. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) That's Bandstand. So now if you don't know anything about it, stop, go listen, come back. (laughs) Yeah. We'll wait. (laughs) One, two, okay, never mind. That was dumb. (laughs) Um, so I'm in love with Corey Cott. (laughs) I've said it on the podcast before. But I'll just want to make it clear. <laughs> Donnie Nowitzki is my favorite song. Is it? Which is this... I'm... Yeah. Mm. I mean... Okay. I have the CD in my car, and when I listen to it, I listen to two, Donnie Nowitzki, skip 13 to the end, which is Love Will Come and Find Me Again to the end, basically. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the middle stuff is, like, fun. Like, those songs are fun. But it's mostly exposition. Yeah. 
I know how to English today. Uh, what's your favorite song? Love Will Come and Find Me Again? Oh, God. Um, no, it's not that one. Because, honestly, that one doesn't really have anything to do with the musical. Um, not really. Like, it, it does, but it doesn't. It's fine. Um, man, I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up. I'm really obsessed with Welcome Home, the finale. The sad one? Oh, yeah. Oh, sad Welcome Home? Dog. It's so, like, all oh, of I mean, these songs it. are so well written. Um, who I Was, something about that song has really captivated me recently, and I don't know what it is, but... I don't know. I just love... I love everything about it. I don't even know how to describe. It's just... Uh, and right this way... Um, yeah. It's... Because it's literally taking you on this journey of post-traumatic stress disorder. And it's so incredible. I really... I think I'm going to choose who I was. Just because it's such a good picture of what it's like being a gold star wife. Um, and they mention that and in the lyrics she goes, all the details of who I am made irrelevant with one single telegram. And that's one of my favorite lines because how many times have you heard the word telegram in a song? <laughs> like it's so hard and I love it. Um, I just, it's so incredibly written. I don't know. Yeah, so the musical opens with the song just like it was before. Mm-hmm. Which is, so it's a, the choreography in this musical. Oh my gosh. Is my absolute favorite. It won a Tony for its choreography, so like, it's great. Obviously, but yeah. The like, scenes all flow very like effortlessly to each other mm-hmm. between each other and thinking about uh just like it was before is very like people are talking about how like the war's over now like things are gonna go back to normal and then it like starts with like donnie and julia's husband like in that scene where he dies and like you open with that and then you like jump to like people like getting their gi bill money and then like going to and then it's, like, Donnie trying to, like, go and find a job because he, like, plays piano and he wants to play piano. But, like, nobody wants to hire him anymore because now he's older mm-hmm. and they can get younger people for cheaper. And, like, there's all these, like, struggles. And then he's, like, drinking because he's in pain. Yeah. He's all terrible things. And then it flows into Donnie Nowinski, this next song, which is where he's singing about how he can win this contest. He's Donnie Nowinski. Like, he's the best. Mm-hmm. And he bashes Frank Sinatra in it. Oh, that line. I love my boy Frankie, but that line's hilarious. <laughs> uh. I liked in the, like, Donnie's, like, drunk singing this song. Yeah. And so he, he's, like, drinking and, like, leaning all over piano. He's just, like wearing a white tank top and i'm like and the high-waisted yes, pants it's so the bad. high-waisted pants Ugh. <laughs> i 
if you love can, them. If you can love a man with those high-waisted pants, you can love him at any point. Because, boy, mm-hmm. those were something else. And that song is just... It's got a lot of range in it for being the second song in the musical. My gosh. It's got so many jumps. He goes to falsetto like he was born to do it, which he was. Yes. So then after that is... uh, I know a man... You know a guy? Um, I should really pull up the list. Yeah. I know a guy. Yeah, so then he goes to I know a guy where he's getting meeting his connections and it's like gathering the team and it's like little brief introductions of each person. Mm-hmm. So it's like I know a guy, but he's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like and so then we get introduced to I don't remember all of their names, but Jimmy, Davy, Nick, Wayne. Nice. Jimmy's a saxophone player. Mm-hmm. He's the first one that he meets, and he's studying to be a lawyer, and he's very like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm just playing at places to to make money to pay for law school. But he agrees. And then we meet Davey. Is that who you said next? Mm-hmm. Is he the trumpet player? No, player? Davey's the bass player. Oh, the bass player. Oh, he's hilarious. I love him. <laughs> so then we meet... The bass player, who's, like, an alcoholic, and... I don't know if they're in order, but, you know, we're just gonna introduce the characters. If you listen to the song, you'll know. <laughs> and then, who's next? On the Nick. List? Nick? Mm-hmm. Nick is the trombone trumpet player. Trumpet player, yeah. Yeah, I fixed it. <laughs> trumpet player, he he's kind of egotistical, and he, like teaches trumpet but he hates teaching trumpet and he like just wants to be really good and my favorite line is i'm not playing second (laughs) my favorite is when he's like you can't even play a b flat it's a b flat trumpet (laughs) yeah i don't know if that line is on the cast recording i don't think it is in the pro shot, like, it has all of the lines that they've, like, yeah. cut out in the recording. But that's a good line, too. Oh, my gosh. And they, like, just constantly make fun of him as a bad teacher for, like, the whole thing. Yeah. Because he's just kind of mean. And then Wayne is the trombone player. Mm-hmm. He it has, like, his whole thing is that he has a family, but, like, he came back from the war, like, very broken. Mm-hmm. And, like, his family like doesn't really recognize him anymore and like his family is like falling apart yeah and and then the drum player um johnny 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 like got in a rollover accident so he has like short-term memory loss and like was always on like a lot of painkillers and he's like sweet he's so sweet but he's kind of like got a screw loose yeah he's got a screw loose So you get this team of very broken men (laughs) Hmm. and you just watch them lose themselves in the music. Yeah. And like this moment of music is the only time I don't feel like I'm going to die. Yeah. Literally. And so they create this band and they're playing. And then the next song is proud or ain't we proud. And then. 
crowd riff, which are just they're just chilling. The band is joined. Yeah, the band's joined together and they're playing songs together. So I think the most significant thing about all of this is that all of these players are playing live on stage. So the trombone, the trumpet, the bass, the drum, the piano, everyone's playing live. Yeah, they all learned to play their instruments or they came in already knowing their instruments for... The musical. Yeah. Like, so, Corey Pratt learned to play the piano for this. Yes. He, he kind of relearned how to play. In three months, he would practice, like, 12 hours a day. And he could play the stuff. Oh, my gosh. Just watching him play is so incredible. And some of these people, they were actors first. And they only kind of knew their instrument. Or they were singers first. Or... They had never sung in their lives, but they could kind of act and play. And so you get this mix of people who end up being able to help each other with their strengths and weaknesses, like being able to play in front of people live or being able to act, even though they'd never acted before. It's so phenomenal. And I think that's why it would be so hard to recreate it is because... It's hard to find people with those talents. Yes. If you get, if you really miss Broadway and you're sad, watch Broadway.com's backstage or like with the band series. It's just a series that Laura Osnes made with, in conjunction with Broadway.com, like recording them like behind the scenes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they talk about, before every show, they would dedicate their show to a veteran that they knew, mm-hmm. that either they knew or that someone they had, like, recommended to them. And then they all learned to play their instruments. And then Bandstand is the first musical verified by Got Your Six, which is a veteran organization. Mm-hmm. So they just talk about all of that. I just remembered when the show was, like, on Broadway, the theater that Bandstand was in was right across the street from Dear Evan Hansen. <sighs> And so, like, Corey would, like, post stuff on his story of him, like, making fun of the Dear Evan Hansen cast. He would and, like, wave they would through a window at Mike Right, Christ. and they would wave through a window, and then they would, like, laugh at the, like, people all lined up to see Dear Evan Hansen. And it's just, like, good times. I miss that. I miss Broadway. <laughs> I remember, literally, we'd be in school, and every day you'd be like, oh my gosh, look, he's waving through a window, and I hadn't heard of Bandstand or Dear Evan Hansen at this point, and I'm just like, okay, I see that. Alright. <laughs> I think about this a lot, because like, we live in Texas. Like, I don't go to New York very often. Like, I've been, and I've seen shows on Broadway in New York, so when I say that I miss Broadway, it's not necessarily I'm missing shows, but I miss Broadway actors talking about shows and like posting things about their shows and like being behind the scenes. Like mm-hmm. Christy Altamore, when she was on Anastasia, would do a live stream every single show at this one specific part of the show. And I was like, I miss things like that. Yeah. I miss people doing what they're supposed to do. Anyway, <laughs> so at this point, the band's together, and then we get introduced to Julia Trojan, who Donnie, like, stalks her, basically. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, what are you doing? 
and he like introduces himself and is like I was friends with your husband and she was like nobody will tell me what how he dies and he's like well I'm not going to <laughs> that's basically how their first interaction goes but then he, she like invites him over to dinner and they like talk about stuff and then he like gives her a photo book of like pictures of them during the war and then he invites her to come sing i think he hears her singing at church isn't that right yeah he like mentions something about singing and she's like haha i only sing at church and so he shows up at her church yeah and she's singing this pa yesu which is very soprano very like choral song so she has to go from that to like vocal growling and jazz and i'm like laura stop yeah so he shows up at his church and is like hey come sing and she's like no thanks (laughs) or no he says show up at this dance club (laughs) like show up at where we're doing this jazz club thing and then while they're there he asked her to come on stage yeah like he didn't tell her beforehand and so then they sing breathe no um first steps first first steps first yes and then she sings a song she doesn't remember the bridge that's the (laughs) best line (sighs) right when like the first time donnie meets julia she sings who i was which is the song about how she wishes that she could just stop being a gold star wife and just go back to the way things were Mm mm-hmm And so we get to see the side of, like, the people that get left behind through Julia. Yeah. So we just get to see that war is terrible to everybody. Yeah. Throughout this whole musical. She says her true feelings about the war and she just, she hates that things happen the way they did. And she goes, and you know I would never be able to say this away from my dining room table. And the mom almost stops her from talking and is like, how could you say something like that? And she goes... Because that's how it is. Like, you're not going to stop me from saying how I feel. Who I was. Very good. Yes. So then they sing. She sings at church and then she sings a song. Then there's like, just like I was before reprise. Mm-hmm. And then first steps first. And then she's in the band at this point. Yeah. And it's... Then there's, like, all these, like, montages, and there's Breathe, which is just, like, a song about the stresses of the band that they've all, like, had. Like, they've all had their, like, there's a bunch of people who have a lot of trauma coming together in a very intimate way to, like, make beautiful things happen. Mm -hmm. So they struggle a lot. And it's really... There's a lot of stress. It's all of that, plus it's Donnie trying to make them into a team and trying to teach them how to be together and how to... also being kind of a jerk himself. Yeah, well. He doesn't do it very well at first. It is what it is. Because he's like, I'm Donnie Nowitzki, I'm the best, we're gonna win, and everybody's like, you suck. (laughs) Like, he's good, but he's just like, not a very... He's a very domineering figure at first. Yeah, he's not very personable. No. None of them are. (laughs) No, no. So then they sing a song, You Deserve It, and, like, that's going to be their show song that they're going to sing. And then trumpet player Nick is like, 
we're gonna lose with this song. And then they like find out that Nick has been playing playing with another band too, and they're like, either you pick us or them. Like you can't have both. And then he's like, Well, if you guys are gonna sing this song, I'm out. So then they come up with another song, which then we're at the contest. Mm-hmm. We have Dwight Anson and Jean Ann, which is just like introducing the contest. And then she sings Love Will Come and Find Me Again. And which is just incredible jazz number. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. Jade sung it. Oh yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's it's basically talking about how she's lost her husband and love will come and find her again and the experience of losing him and what that means for her and man, I don't oh, it's so good. The range on that song is phenomenal. And then we have Right This Way, which this song happens. They win the contest with Love Will Come and Find Me Again. And then they have all these papers to sign. And then they find out, like, you won. You have to go to New York. But when you get there, you have to audition again. Also, we're not paying for you to get there. And Donnie just has this moment where he and Julia's husband, which I cannot remember his name. Michael? Yes, that makes sense. He was like, Michael and I were going to come back for more, and we were going to make this band together, and we were going to go to New York first class, stay in this fancy hotel, mm-hmm. like, we were going to do all of these things, and, like, now we have the opportunity to do that, and they're not letting us do it. Like, they're not going to pay for it, and, like, we don't have the pay- money to pay for it himself. And so it's this cathartic moment of... Donnie fully reaching his breaking point. Yeah. I have chills talking about this. I do too. I'm struggling. (laughs) This is a lot. (laughs) So, when we saw it, Jade and I had listened to this musical lots of times. Like, we knew it very well. Yeah. So, like, when you see a musical after you've listened to it a lot of times, like, you mostly know what's going on, and so you're like, I'm here for a good time. This is the moment that the entire watching experience changed it knocks you off your feet there's this moment where the guy is like talking to them like right before the song starts it's like guys talking to them just like saying all these things and like everybody's like outraged and freaking out and you're like looking in all different directions and then all of a sudden donnie drops yep like fully collapses on the ground like crying shaking and Jade and I, like, were watching this, and we both just froze. We were like, crap. <laughs> can't move. Can't breathe. What to do? That just happened. I don't even know how to describe the feeling of watching that for the first time. Because it's like you're actually there, actually experiencing his post-traumatic stress. Like, it's unreal how real it is. Yes. And then he, like, sings the song, and it's the act one closer, and it's so powerful. It's my probably my favorite act one closer of all time. Fair. It was definitely Lin-Manuel Miranda's. Yes. He tweeted <laughs> so about how... it. We know. Yes. Because they're just singing the song, and then, like, Corey's like, Donnie. Like, these are the things that we're going to do. 
we're gonna go we're gonna like they're not gonna pay for it but we're gonna earn the money ourselves like we're going and we're gonna go travel first class and we're gonna stay in the fancy hotel and we're gonna get the recognition we deserve and everybody's like well how are we gonna do that yeah and he's like we're gonna play every single show place that we can we're gonna get as much money as we possibly can and we're gonna do it and then everybody's like okay we're gonna do it this way like right this way and like the act one closing is like all of them in a line standing in front like singing this amazing chord you guys like and they're like belting oh like they're all singing at the top of their lungs like there's just so much emotion in it that it's overwhelming oh my gosh i under i get why we like that line where they're like standing in a line and they all move forward i know why we like that so much <laughs> the dragon ritual line <laughs> Frank <laughs> Marching Band 2014 2015 We started high school 2014 the sophomore year I can count Actually because we ended high school 2017, technically, but 2016, Yeah, we went in 2014. 2014. The, se- the seniors, our freshman year, graduated to 2014, which means... Maybe you're right. It was 2014. It was 2014. Yeah. <sighs> Dragon I'm Ritual. I'm so confused. I'm going to link broadway.com's... Don't even see. I'm going to link Dragon Ritual in the show notes. <laughs> I've... Personally, as an individual, never been more proud of anything than Dragon Ritual. <laughs> you guys are welcome. That was our sophomore year. We made it to state. We made 11th, technically 12th in the state. We tied for 11th. No, we tied this- for 10th. We got 11th. No, we tied for 11th and we got 12th because we were one away from finals, which is the top 10. Yeah, and we got 11th. I'm pretty sure we got 12th. Dog. I mean, it doesn't matter now. We didn't make finals. (laughs) We tied for something that wasn't 10th, but we were close. Because they wouldn't take 11. We were like point something off, and they're like, oh no, we take the top 10. I have to look it up. Because I'm pretty sure we tied for 11. Gosh. It wouldn't matter if we tied for 11th. But it was the fact that we tied for 11th and we were, like, so close, but we didn't get it. Please hold, ladies and gentlemen. Just pause as I (sighs) beat Jaden's argument. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's taking a long time to load. Please hold. Marching band. Full results. Well, that's not helpful. 6A prelims. <laughs> we got 12. <clears throat> anyway, Dragon Ritual nice. was our best marching show that we've ever done. It's so cool. Anyway, marching band, soapbox. <laughs> I just miss it a lot, and I miss Dragon Ritual a lot. And that was intermission, ladies and gentlemen. Now, back to our show. So then, we open up Act 2 with... Nobody. 
Yeah. Nobody, which is fun. They did perform that one at the Tonys. Yeah. Which I mean, from that, that's it's fine. Completely different vibe than right this way. Yeah. They're like getting ready for this show. It's kind of weird. I don't. Yeah. It's like the boys are. Uh, nobody is just like this song where they're like performing at shows and they're getting money. And then we have The Boys Are Back, which is just like an instrumental. Mm-hmm. And then I got a theory, which is Julia and Donnie like writing. Like it starts with them like writing a song together. Julia's like playing the ukulele and they're like hanging out and you're like seeing that they're like starting to like each other. Mm-hmm. I take it back. My favorite song is This Is Life. But that's besides mm, yeah. the point. And so then they like, and then it like mold changes into them like performing it on stage, which is just beautiful choreography change. Yeah. Um, I, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to talk about what happened once they started doing I Got a Theory and started touring and what happened after that. So yes, they start playing I Got a Theory and they get a bunch of gigs and you get to see all these different club owners and they're calling each other going, hey, I need you to give this person a gig. Hey, I need you to give them whatever. And the best guy, I can't remember his name, but he's the main club owner and he's like, okay, I'll give you this much money. And Donnie's like, oh my gosh, that's so much. Like, thank you so much. And he's, he's like, like, I'll give you $50. And he's like, Donnie's like, thank you so much. He's like, actually, you know what? You pulled my leg. I'll give you $75. <laughs> and he's like, and then they're like, what? Hello? They're like, okay, we'll take it. And he's like, no, 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 100 <laughs> And so they play this gig. And at the very end, the club owner comes up and he goes, hey, all of the club owners in the area have gotten together and... We wanted to give you this, and it's all the money they need for the dream trip. And he starts sobbing, and I just again. Uh, it's it's so much, you guys. Like you just see all of his dreams coming true in the blink of an eye. Like he knows that this is what Michael would have wanted. <laughs> We love you, Rubbers. Yeah, they called him Rubber because his last name is Trojan. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So then, in between I Got a Theory and the next song, Donnie finally tells Julia what happened to her husband. She gets like, really, like, you gotta tell me. Like, nobody's telling me. Like, I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. She's like, I have so many questions. Like, did he get a funeral? Like what was he wearing like in the funeral and Donnie was like no like you don't understand like none of that happened like there wasn't a body there wasn't a funeral there wasn't a casket there weren't hands to fold there wasn't an outfit to put on him there wasn't anything yeah so basically what happened is they were stuck in like a foxhole for like days mm-hmm. and then eventually they were like okay we need to get out of this or like we'll just die here basically and so they're like being shot at and they're throwing grenades and donnie's grenade drops in the hole in the trench and where they're staying 
where they where they are. And so he like screams like run and he like, screams get oh. out. And that line yes. comes through every once in a while where you just hear that scream get out and you see this flash and that's the art of the choreography and the lighting. Everything flows together. The the choreography, the lighting, the music, everything, all the sound effects. And um Michael Yeah, and so basically Yeah, Michael doesn't make it out. Yeah. And so Donnie's carrying around all of this guilt because like it was friendly fire, though an accident. Yeah, he killed his best friend. Yeah, and so he just doesn't want to tell Julia that because it's terrible. Yeah, it's literally worse than anything she could have ever imagined. And he can't live through talking about it again. Right. It's like not even... It's a situation where you can't even put blame on someone. Mm-hmm. Like, if he had like if he had been shot down, at least you could like hate the Japanese. Yeah. And be like, they killed my husband. But now you're like, oh, like this man that I've like grown to really like appreciate and respect and like love mm-hmm. is the one who killed my husband. And so she gets really, really hard place. And she plays like is going to her mom and she's like, he killed him. Like, it's his fault. Like all this stuff. Like, I want to think that everything happens for a reason. But like, what's the reason for this? And then her mom sings a song called Everything Happens, which is like, no it happens like everything doesn't have to have a reason for why that it happens it just happens and you have to live in the moment you have to just understand that this is what like everything happens yeah beth level man oh my gosh she's also a queen she's hilarious holy moly she's so incredible i just remembered the piano scene i don't remember when this happens so in between the scene transitions, there's like little choreography things that happen. Mm-hmm. So we see things like uh, Wayne, like timing how fast he can change out his gun mm-hmm. and like trying to think of others. That's the one that I remember the most. Yeah. We see these moments of these, all of these guys, like who, like, what do they do outside of this? Like, their coping me- mechanisms, yeah, basically. Yeah, like, their tics. Yeah. And then, at some point, there's this scene where De- uh, Donnie is playing the piano, and it's being pushed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, with all of their tics, and behind them is, like, a ghost. Yeah. Like, that's, like, also doing it with them. And so it's, like, the people that they left behind or, like, the part of themselves that they left behind them. And, like, the baggage that they continue to carry because this person's draped over their shoulders. Like, you're having to drag them around. It's this full baggage and you can see the physical weight that they're carrying constantly. And then when they play music, the baggage goes away. Yes. Ugh. I've had chills so many times in this episode. It's so incredible, you guys. But there's this scene where Donnie's playing the piano and the piano's being pushed mm-hmm. by... It's probably the boys are back or something like that. Yeah. Or the piano's being pushed by, like, all of these soldiers. And then as you, like, the music, like, picks back up, like, Donnie gets more into it and then the, like people pushing the piano like fade away Mm -hmm. and it's just a very beautiful scene and i forgot about it and i love it yeah 
It's really incredible. So then the next song is Welcome Home, which is Julia's apology or like, so like all this time, like everything happens, like Julia's like not responsive, like she's not coming to band meetings and then like the guys are freaking out Mm -hmm. because they don't really know what's going on. But they're like, did she dip? Like, we can't win without her. Like, we cannot sing Love Will Come and Find Me Again without her. Yeah. And, like, they're having to, like, bail on shows. Like, where Donnie's singing all the parts because Julia can't come. So then we have Welcome Home where she, like, brings this poem to Donnie and is like, this is my apology. Like, I know that it's not your fault. Basically. And so then it's a song about, like, what... It's just a poem about all of the guys now that they're back Mm -hmm. and she like starts reading it and then they change the lyrics so they can play it at a VA club Mm -hmm. and it's about like what if like the song turns into what if Michael had come home yeah like waiting for his return um getting to see him coming through the snow and watching through the window and what it would feel like as he's coming down the entryway. And you can actually listen to that. You'll have to make another show note thing. Um, <laughs> but she actually sings that full song. So it's not as intense because it's the original Welcome Home kind of. Um, it's mostly the original poem where it's a girl welcoming her fella home yeah it's the modified welcome home yeah which we like to deem the not sad welcome home (laughs) the basically like pg version because it's so (laughs) freaking intense yeah so then that's like the bands all come back together and they're singing the song it's beautiful and then the next song they're in new york and this is just so cool the set changes they're like in the train their clothes change like they're transforming and they like get to like live out their dreams and then they get to go to new life. york city for the first time and they get to go on first class and they get to have all the really nice things and uh it's just yeah you just get to watch Corey slash donnie's face the entire time and they're like look do you see like do you see how incredible this is when last time I was in New York, I would kept playing this song, and my parents and my brother, mostly my brother, got so annoyed. I was like, "Look, we're in New York!" Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's like when we toured Yorktown, and I played the Hamilton Yorktown song over and over and over again, <laughs> just trying to get in the mood. So then we have "This Is Life," which is actually my favorite song, mm. where they've like. They were partying in New York and like Court Donnie is walking Julia home and like they're singing this song about like we love each other and we both recognize that but like we can't do this right now. Like life has to go on and it's all these things. It was like well if we were in a movie like it would turn out like this. Mm -hmm. If we were in a book it would be like this and then eventually it's like but this is life and this is how it is and they like close the door and go their separate ways. Yeah, there's this really amazing point of dissonance. Listen, super nerdy, gonna go into a music lesson for a second. 
Dissonance is when two notes are very close together, but it, they still sound good. They just sound not so nice. It's got this, like, I always imagine dissonance as two notes and there's little tiny vibrations in between. Yeah. And that's the noise that they make. Yeah. And it's, I had to look at tuners for seven years. Yeah. And just their... Uh, the combination that they sing and there's so many key changes in that song which it doesn't even seem like it because it's so seamless um it's also in d flat so it is yeah i don't know that's not significant to me in any way except that that's a weird key for that to be yeah it's not great it's unfortunate (laughs) d flat equals c sharp kind of what? How many flats is that? Well, C sharp is seven. All of them. It's five flats. Yeah. D flat, E flat, G flat, A flat, B flat. Gross. <laughs> yeah. More than two flats is too many. <laughs> Amen. Three. Three was the most common. Yeah. I saw. E flat. One and three. We love that. Yeah. Then they sing the song, and then they're in between this. They discover that they have all the rights to their song, and then they sing. But they're like, "Okay, well, Donnie's like, okay, you know what we have to do." And then he sings, "This is life reprise," mm. which my only complaint about this musical is, "This is life reprise." Oh, like it's a beautiful song, but the song right before this. Like two scenes from this point, he they just sang a song about how they like have to go their separate ways mm-hmm. and like this is how life is and like it was beautiful. And then this is life reprise. Donnie's like, I'm in love with you and I can't do anything about it. We have to date. Yeah, basically, this is life so, with the craziness of the reality of the necessity of being madly in love with you, which is like it's <sighs> so cute, but they like doesn't fit very well yeah 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 no i gotcha they're like the love story in this i wish didn't exist like i would be okay with it ending with like the two of them being like kind of flirty and kind of in love with each other but also like he did kill her husband Mm -hmm. and like that's still like really fresh for her and like i don't care if they date in the future but this musical should have ended with them, like, being like, we like each other. But, like, the more important thing is winning this contest and, like, bringing ourselves, making ourselves whole again. Yeah. It's still cute, though. And they're good songs. Yeah. So then Donnie goes, do you know all of the words to the original Welcome Home? And she's like, yeah, of course I do. And then they say, sad Welcome Home. Uh Just saying that just gave me chills. I can't even deal. I'm thinking about the closing night Welcome Home audio. Oh. It hurts. (laughs) It exists somewhere on the internet. It's. And it's just so. That song. They just hug each other. Laura and Corey hug each other closing night like. Probably for five minutes and the whole audience is, it's a standing ovation, of course. The entire band is sobbing. Like, they're all sobbing. 
and like we want like the pro shot i don't remember when that was filmed but like you could tell in that that they're all like very emotionally invested Mm -hmm. in the like song and like for me watching it was like losing yourself yeah like i lost myself in the song where i was like i don't even know what's real and what's not like for like just a second especially in the song like these aren't actors performing these are real people singing this song about like the pains of war and like the traumas that they've like brought past and it's just so beautiful she goes through each individual band member and talks about all of their burdens that they carry and in between she'll say like I also feel this burden and I wish I could carry it with you. And then chorus, welcome home, my boys. Welcome home, my sons. Welcome home, my husband. Welcome home, my love. And then she keeps going with each band member. And when she talks about the saxophone player, well, when she talks about each one, they look at her and they just, they really feel that moment. But after she talks about the saxophone, he does this solo where his entire body is invested into what's going on and he's bent he's doubled over playing this solo playing as high as he can go and just crying while he's playing and then once that climax is over it goes to the quiet Donnie verse and she talks about Donnie and talks about leaving his friend behind and talks about all this stuff and it's so magnificent it's so well written you just get to see all of the pain on their faces and you get to hear it in their playing and in their singing Corey literally jumps out of his chair and is bouncing around playing while all of this is going on. Dog tags are flying around. It's insane. And like plot wise, the rest of the band has no idea what's about to come out of her mouth. Like when they step on that stage. Yeah. Like they know the music because they like modified it, but only Laura or Julia and Donnie know the, like, actual words that are about to come out of her mouth. Mm -hmm. And so, like, them, like, hearing that being like, oh, she's talking about me. Yeah. Is very powerful. Donnie doesn't sleep because the nightmares come. Donnie wants an answer. (laughs) Donnie looks for absolution. And I'd give up anything if I could give him some. Just, if you just want to see that poetry just read the lyrics to welcome home because there's nothing like it it's just so beautiful and then then we have the front epilogue where they like go to see the movie for the band that won and they're like this is garbage they leave early donnie makes fun of of frank sinatra again and (laughs) and then they like have like a fan run up to them and was like, oh, you're so cool. Like, I love you. And was like, yeah, my dad fought in the war. And he's like, well, take them to the show tonight. I'd love to meet him. And it's just like, they like blew up and they're like touring now. Yeah. They got to have this moment of like this full circle moment of this is why we do this. 
for these people, for this girl, for her dad. This is why we do it. Chills everywhere. (laughs) Oh, you guys. It's just... Like, the musical has plot holes. And, like, it's not a perfect musical by any means. Mm -hmm. But the message that the music tells is so powerful. Yeah. And, like, I've never been in war. I've only, like, closely, like, indirectly been affected by war. Like, my cousins have all been in the military, but, like, they're much older than me. So, like, I didn't experience what that was like for them firsthand. Mm -hmm. And so, like, seeing this is like, oh, this is what it's like. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many, I don't know, just little digs, little jokes, little choreography things. This is one of those musicals, and I mean, you could argue this for any of them, but this one in particular, you notice something new every time you watch it. Yeah, I've seen it four times. Yep. And I would watch it every day if I could. (laughs) Every day, boys. So... Playbill, whoever owns the rights to that, if you're listening, I will pay you $50 for this. Yeah, like, let me own this. I will, and I will pay $200. I'll pay the full price of a Broadway ticket for this. Yeah, just to be able to watch right this way on repeat. That's just one of the things. We've never talked about bootlegs on here. But... Especially with Hamilton and, like, this and, like, the Newsies pro shot and, like, people are, like, if we film things, like, people won't want to see it live. But, like, I would kill to see this live. Oh, my gosh. I would want to see Newsies live again. Right. I would still want to see Hamilton live. Yeah. If you love something enough you would want to see it live you would want to be in that environment and get to experience that magic firsthand and like when things are filmed the beauty about theater is that it's different every single day Mm -hmm. that you could go and see the same show every single day for a week and you will get a slightly different show every time yeah and there's Nothing like the feeling of sitting in a theater, hearing the overture, listening to people sing on stage. Like, there's nothing like that. I guarantee you, if we heard the overture in Bandstand, you would immediately start crying. I cried in Anastasia, like, when I saw Anastasia with my family. Like, the overture started, and I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm gonna (laughs) cry now. Because it was just, like, something that I, like, I loved so much. And now I was, like, seeing it. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I love it. Yeah, so I just wish that I could watch more of it. I wish I could watch Bandstand all the time. I wish the tour didn't get canceled because of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm in the mood now to sit in my room with the lights off listening to Welcome Home. <laughs> yikes i do i do have bandstand on a google drive (laughs) oh i think i do too i have a folder on my computer called broadway 
Let's see. Bandstand. Newsies. Hades Town. I have two Hades Towns. Waitress. Learning languages with a green girl and a blonde girl. Oh my gosh. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to watch bootlegs. Yeah, they kind of suck. But I watch Bonnie and Clyde on bootleg. Jade and I watched Jeremy Jordan's Waitress on bootleg. And definitely cried. And we had great experiences with that. Yeah. And if I could see them live, I would. Waitress? Especially for... Mm. Especially for musicals that close and we can't see them anymore. Like Bonnie and Clyde or Waitress. Like, if you get into a musical too late, too bad. You can't see it now. Right, yeah. If everything was filmed, it wouldn't matter. I just so happened to get lucky and my community college had Finding Neverland tickets on sale for $20. I mean, literally, we got to see them in a Fort Worth theater for $20. Like, the touring cast. And it was right in the middle on the floor. Like, fantastic seats and all of my friends got to see it yeah my parents watched that without me and i'll never forgive them yeah because jade was like this musical is amazing and then my parents were like okay so they went (laughs) and they didn't invite me what's the song with the shadows shoot they were like you're in longview like you can't come and i was like I don't think you understand. I will skip all of my classes to watch shows on tour or on Broadway. I really wanted to watch Hades Town mm. for my graduation present in May <sighs> on tour at Dallas Song Musicals. Yeah. It was a big bummer. <sighs> One day. Hades Town. I'm gonna. We're like at rap, but I just want really want to talk about Hades Town now. <laughs> For my friend's wedding last summer, she was gonna get married in Connecticut, and my friend and I were like, okay, well she'll get married and then we'll still be there. Like, what if we stayed an extra day and like went to New York and saw a show? And I was like, okay, Hades Town tickets are hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> it's like I will pay this. I will definitely do this. Do you want to go? And she was like, I don't know. That's really expensive. And I was like, no, we have to go. It worked out because then COVID happened. And then the wedding got moved from Connecticut to like have like 10 people on it in Texas. So I wouldn't have been in New York anyway. But at this point, the pandemic is preventing me from seeing Town, And I'm not okay with that. No. So, that's how I feel about the pandemic. (laughs) What do you rate this, Jane? Okay, I thought about this. I took some very specific considerations into coming up with the score. So, I love this. I love the videography with 
the way they shot the movie because they wanted us to see certain things. And I think that's really important when pro shooting musicals. Um, so hats off to the videographers. Um, <laughs> the choreography, the musicianship, the lyrics. Every single cast member, man, those dancers, holy mother of heck. Like, oh my gosh, the ensemble in this musical oh is my gosh. unbelievable. They're so crazy. Oh my gosh, they're cracked, you guys. Like, they're nuts. Um, just every single piece of this, every light change, there's thousands of light changes. Every part of this is so incredible. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Julia, and I wish I was. She's just... Like, yes, she defies what it means to be a woman in that period of time. But she's still kind of whiny and annoying. Sorry, Laura. That's fair. I love everything about you but the character was kind of meh sometimes and i wish i loved the character um so with that that's fair yeah plus with the kind of plot holes and the cursing which i'm not a huge fan of there's not a whole lot there's just a few but i'm like meh you really need to do that the biggest one is in right this way (laughs) (laughs) because it's i mean he's breaking yeah it's whatever it's fine um is what it is. I'm giving it a nine. I'm giving it a ten. Crap. <laughs> I I don't know. I was like, I really was gonna give it a nine before we started filming, and then I was talking about it, and I just kept getting chills, and I was like, this is a ten. Like my like emotional reaction to this musical is so much yeah that i don't usually have for a lot of things mm-hmm. like i didn't actually cry while watching it but like i like physically remember seeing it and like the reaction for it and it's just implanted in my brain forever i don't know like you bring up a good point if i you also brought up good points well no but the fact there's not that many things that i want to watch constantly like if i didn't think i would potentially get sick of it i would watch newsies every day i had to have newsies is your current 10 i know i'm stressed right now oh my gosh are you gonna make me change my score maybe I no. Know. No, I'm going to stay with 9 just because first impressions do matter. Oh. Okay. Um it Julia in the I'm, in the soundtrack kind of sucks. Like when you I don't mean, To be fair, yeah, without the context. Without the it's... context, she's really annoying. With the context, less so. It's really hard to listen to this musical without knowing the full story about what happened to her husband yes you're just kind of like why so that was are one you of things... like this and then you fall in love with the guy what are you doing it's like when you watch it and like get the dialogue it makes a lot more sense yes. and you can listen to it again and being like okay this is good this is better yeah 
our scores give it a 9.5, surpassing it as our number one movie. Well, that just makes sense. I've always been the yeah. bigger fan of Newsies. It's okay. Our top top five bandstand, stage Newsies, Klaus. I still don't understand that. That movie made me cry, Jade. Oh my gosh. You cry at everything. You cry at overtures. I don't. <laughs> and then the Hamill film. And then a tie. No. And then White Christmas. We really need to watch less musicals. I know. I was laughing and I was like, our top two are Bandstand and Newsies. And then I saw the Hamilton score and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Four out of our five top fives have music in them. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much their basis, is musicals. You want to know anything about us? It's that. Yeah. Well, this, I meant to say this at the beginning, but this is our first official podcast episode being part of the WB&E Network. So we're now officially part of the WBNE network, which has a bunch of awesome shows on it. You can check us out on social media at Curly Critics Pod. Email us at curlycriticspod at gmail.com. And you can check out the other WBNE shows at WBNE.org. Tweet us. We're freaking funny. Yeah, we're really stepping up our Twitter game. It's hilarious. I'm starting to. I'm starting to write down random quotes. We're so funny, that we you guys. So I can tweet them. I put it in a Google Doc called Carrie and Jade are cracked. Anyway, this is our episode about Bandstand. It's very long. Yay! We did it, you guys. Oh, we did it. Yo, I was about to say we did it. Oh, stop. <laughs> we survived. Bye. Bye. Rate us five pineapples. Yes. The world is mass chaos.